the Money, Mindset and Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Money, Mindset and Marketing Podcast with myself, Alan Miles. And today I am joined by Lisa Schirmerhorn. <laughs> Not a bad <laughs> first attempt. Uh, she's already laughing if you're watching on YouTube. It's better uh, than I did the first time. <laughs> uh, Lisa is a uh, mindset coach. She, she is certified by the Y Institute, helping people to understand their why. Uh, Lisa, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm excellent. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem at all. So how do we actually pronounce your surname? Uh, as I butchered it quite badly. <laughs> no, actually, you did pretty well. Shermer Horn. Okay. Not bad. Not not too not bad, bad for a first attempt. It's not a name that we have here in the UK. Um, so for those of my audience that don't know you, uh, where are you from? What is it that you do? Give us a little bit of background on yourself. That would be great. Sure. I actually live in Vermont in the United States. I'm actually not far from the Canadian border. Um, and right now we're in the change of season. So it's absolutely spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um I I started out as a mindset coach about 20 years ago when I had an emotional breakdown and I was going from therapist to therapist and no one was able to help me. Sometimes I was going two to three times a week and someone suggested a hypnotherapist and I was like, a hypno what? (laughs) I was like, don't they make you quack like a duck? Who does that? And um, I was so desperate, I gave it a try. And what I realized that there are the stage hypnotists, and then there are the people who help you get access to your subconscious mind. And that's where all beliefs begin. So when you talk about mindset, you really have to know what your subconscious thoughts are and beliefs are, because those are the parts of your mind that run your conscious mind. And the scary thing is, your subconscious mind could be your six-year-old that is literally running all of the the major decisions in your life, especially around money mindset. Mm. So I've been on a journey for 20 years studying all around the world. And I decided that um, I needed to become the person that I was looking for 20 years ago. And uh, it's, it's been an amazing journey. Wow. That's interesting. I'm a big fan of mindset. Um, I do some stuff around NLP myself, um, which ties into that, the whole hypnotherapy side of things, as I'm sure you're probably aware. And the subconscious mind, it's an incredible thing when you start really digging into it, isn't it? So it is for anyone who's a little bit um, green to the whole mindset side of things, because I think there's, and it's definitely got better over the last few years. um, But I think there's still a group of people who look at mindset as just people doing things to be busy almost like and things that don't really move the needle so it's not action so to speak and it's rain dances out and and things like that and it's it but obviously it isn't it's a very powerful and very important part of the success cycle when we look at the side of things when we're looking at people's why this is something that you hear a lot on every other youtube video that has the word motivation in it find your why like can you dig into what this really means and and what like why is it important okay so these are two big questions um you know one of the things when you mentioned about being busy there's a difference between busy being busy and being productive yeah you can be really busy and work 12 hours a day and not get much done and then you could put 2 hours in and be really productive mm-hmm. what you put your focus on is what you create what your beliefs are what you create and and your subconscious mind does not know negatives. So when you focus on what you don't want, that's what you attract. Mm -hmm. 
And I work a lot with golfers. I actually helped a golf pro win golfer of the year. And if you think about when you're on a golf course or anything in life, if whatever, if you focus on, I don't want my ball to go into the sand trap, guess where the ball goes. And I'll use the example of don't think about a pink elephant. What do you think about the pink elephant? Mm -hmm. And so your subconscious mind will keep reinforcing your belief because you have a part of your brain called the reticular activating system. It's like when you buy a brand new car and you think you have the coolest car and no one else has one like it and you get on the highway and everyone has the (laughs) same car and they're like, how come I didn't see that before? Because your brain will seek out, your mind will seek out what your unconscious thoughts are seeking. Mm -hmm. So if you were programmed as a young child that you can't trust people, or you believe that people with money are evil or miserable, then that's what you keep attracting. And then you it gets reinforced over and over again. So therefore, it must be true. But when you heal that inside of you, then you don't attract that anymore. You start to attract more positive things. I also have my master in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and I'm actually going for a four-day intensive with Matt James uh, in Boston this weekend. He's one of the top NLP instructors in the world. And Mm. um, I'm always learning. And, And NLP is also, it's the language of persuasion. It's the language of sales. It's also the language that is used to help you get out of some pretty rough belief systems as well. So there's a lot of things that I do that don't involve hypnosis, that don't involve, there's a lot of little mind hacks that I use to help people. And one of the things you you brought up is your why. Yeah. So as a child, I was very different. I struggled in school. I had learning disabilities that were undiagnosed. And I, my mother sent me to kindergarten a year early because she had three children under the age of five and I couldn't read. I couldn't do my letters. I couldn't do my numbers. I switched everything around Mm -hmm. and, um, and I struggled. So I had this deep belief that I was stupid and that I would never amount to anything. Mm. And, and so I had to learn differently. And so the way I learned and the way that I was able to survive in school and in my life was to do things my way. They Mm -hmm. weren't like everyone else. And so when your why is different, because my why is actually challenge, I think differently than other people. I think outside the box, you get bullied. Mm -hmm. You get told all the time, what's wrong with you? Why can't you be like everyone else? When I discovered my why, I no longer had shame around it. I owned it. And I was like, yes, everything I do. And for people who are on YouTube, you can see I live in a log home on the side of a mountain in the middle of Vermont on the mountains. That's not like everyone else. If you know me, when I order in a restaurant, I'll order a special where I don't even know what it is because I want to try something new. Mm -hmm. That's me. So these whys are really important to help you really own, own who you are. I have a client who had the why of simplify. And he's a consultant to these um, engineers. And he had this ability to take really complex information and break it down into four bullet points. But he didn't know how to charge for that because it was simple. It was easy and effortless for him. And he's like, how do I charge for 15 minutes of my time? When I explained to him that that was his superpower and that people need people like him 
to get the products out to, you know, the normies who don't understand all of that. He valued it. He doubled his, what he charged and he doubled his income in six months. Mm. It's it's interesting, isn't it? When you really break down your why and you actually start to find the importance behind it for a lot of people, it's actually just a change in perspective. Like yourself, it was that change in perspective of actually being different is not bad anymore. It's now, it's, it's a, it's a great thing. And it allows you to see it from that different angle where instead of shying away from everything, wanting nobody to see you and being tucked in a corner and hoping that you can just go unnoticed because you're different. It's now a case of you embrace it. And actually it's part of what makes you great. And it's a, it's a really interesting thing. You, you said something a minute ago, which, which prompts my next question. What are your thoughts around things like the law of attraction? Oh, I'm a huge believer, a huge believer. I remember when I saw the movie, The Secret, which is missing a lot. So take it with a grain of salt because there's, there's more to it than what they say, but it was a great introduction to it. Um, Everything you create your own world, you create it. it, You, I always say you have something in NLP, they call this the map of the world. Mm -hmm. So when you're born, You may be raised in a specific religion. You're raised either in a city or an urban environment. You're raised with certain cultures and values that are passed down from your family and your parents and your schoolmates and your teachers. All of that gets programmed. So you see the world through that lens. So you can go into the world saying, I'm right. But someone else who has a different map of the world believes that they're right. And who's to say they're right or wrong? And so you attract because you're looking for your map of the world. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I think the law of attraction is something that is um, fantastic. So it's it's a really big part of my life and it, it forms a large foundation of my own belief um, cycle. It's something I talk about pretty much on every episode of this podcast. Um, yeah. it create, I think the secret is one of those books or films i i found it by the book and then i watched the film afterwards but it's one of those things that i think is a um a great thing but i also think that it created a lot of confusion around the law of attraction they made it sound very much like a magical potion that you could just order things from some imaginary catalog and they'd be delivered at your door with no effort and i get the principle of, of where she was getting at it but i think that's where the confusion really comes that you don't just wish and pray and then it arrives but this is no different than to religion is it like with christianity and praying or any other religion and praying it's based around that premise that we're not just going to wish for god or something to deliver something to us it's it's about us then following through and following those values to achieve that goal if you want to be a millionaire but then all you do is watch tv all day long well write a check to yourself for a million dollars and carry it around in your wallet and pray for it to happen But you have to visualize. And here's the thing that I love about the why. Because Mm -hmm. when you know why you're here and you know what your why, how, and what is, um, then everything becomes easy and effortless for you. For instance, my why is to challenge, I think, outside the box. What How I do that is I, I am always looking for a better way. And what I bring is the ability to make sense out of complicated situations and problems. So what I do is I don't do anything unless it's different, it's better, and it makes sense. 
So that made me feel aligned, like I'm a tree truck. So now I have a set of values and I have a sense of who I am. And, and then it gives me some form of direction. So, so I use that, my why as part of my purpose. And in that, then when I'm me, it's easy and effortless. When I'm doing what's my why, people, many people have this belief that life has to be hard. You have to work hard. I always say you have to work smart, be mm. creative, because how many times do people say to you, I can't, Alan, I can't believe you know how to do that. That's so easy for you. It would take me 10 times as much you know, effort to do what you do. Mm. And people discount it because it is so easy and effortless. They think everyone can do it. And so pay attention to the things that you do that are unique. And here's the other thing. Your purpose is not your job. Your what do you mean purpose, by that? Okay. So, so my purpose is to be, is to think differently my and, and to be of service, mm -hmm. but my purpose may be to rescue animals, but I work to support that purpose because right. I need money to come in your work. My, my purpose, my why may be about anything in life about, you know, caring for the environment, doing things that are nonprofit. Or just being this person who supports other people, but that's not my job. Mm. Okay, my job is an ends to a means, okay. or means to an end. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, so, so what, what basically to summarize it, I suppose, in a, a slightly different way, your purpose could be to uh, be very loyal to your religion, but it doesn't mean you've got to become a minister ultimately. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So for anyone who is listening to this, who is maybe struggling to really understand their why, and they keep just coming up with these, um, I, I call them um, uh, push goals, or some, sometimes I'll refer to them as lag indicators. So usually a, a, a money number, a, a weight loss goal or something like that. If the people are really struggling to understand that deeper why, like what's their pull? What's the thing that's really driving them? What would be three tips or five tips that you could give somebody to help them on that exploration mission? Because it is, in, in my opinion, in my experience, it is quite an exploration and you do have to dig deep. But what would be your it tip? It is about digging deep. So here's the thing with weight loss, especially people who have large amounts of weight that, that come through their life. It's often attached to a belief system that they have from child. For instance, if they didn't have parents who were available all the time or whatever happened, but food became love. Mm -hmm. And so no matter what they do, they know how to eat and they'll lose the weight. But as soon as they feel empty inside, they need to fill themselves with that love. Mm -hmm. So the acknowledgement of discovering the root cause of why and what I do is I actually bring people back through their life to the root cause. And then we go to that event and we release it. We release the feeling. You can't release what happened. And then you replace it with what you wish you could have had. So, so the acknowledgement and replacement of that emotion, emotion is key. Forgiveness. And not only forgiveness of others, but forgiveness of self for putting yourself in that situation in the first place. We are really good at projecting onto other people and circumstances and become victims and, and blame others. And I will tell you that forgiveness has been one of the greatest gifts that I have ever given that, that tool. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Ho'oponopono prayer, which is an ancient Hawaiian um, prayer 
Um, Joe Vitale wrote a book on it called No Limits, but it's a true story about um, Dr. Hugh Lin, who was a um, psychologist at a um, at a prison for the criminally insane. And he told the them that he didn't want to see his clients or his patients. He just wanted their their um, folders and and with all the details of what they've done. Every single person is a direct reflection of us. We are all connected. So he began to do this prayer and this forgiveness for the parts of him that are like the other people. And miraculously, every single person left. The prison was emptied. And uh, yeah, they had to close it down. And I have a group that meets once a week and miracles happen from forgiveness. So Mm -hmm. when you're releasing all of these belief systems that get in your way that prevent you from the law of attraction, it's like these giant boulders. Mm-hmm. Or I always like to say backpack full of bowling balls, put the backpack down. <laughs> it's exhausting. Yeah. Forgiveness when you forgive. And also look at your belief systems in general. Look at the patterns. I always say that hamster wheel doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to get the same results. You're not going to heal it from the same mindset where it was created. You you need to look at and take responsibility for your life and your own belief systems and actions. And here's the thing. Sounds easy. It's scary mm-hmm. because who am I without this belief? What, who am I going to be? If I believe, if I stop believing that you were the cause of all my pain and suddenly I have to take responsibility for it, that's a scary thing. But it's also the most empowering thing you will ever do in your entire life. And it will change your life tenfold for the better. I I agree with everything you're saying. And I I love it very much. I think it's one of those things that when you go through challenges, obviously, you've gone through your own challenges in life, obviously started very young for you. And then you had that emotional breakdown later on. You end up really getting to a place of, of... self-discovery don't you well you see it seems like people go in one of two ways they either give in to it or they they are, are made by it and i can definitely i feel there's a, a similar vibration um i went through some struggles in my, my own life my dad died at a very young age i was very fat for most of my life um lost about 100 pounds in weight about 10 years ago uh, my mum committed suicide my brother died of a heart attack but there's lots of things in life that people go oh i'm so sorry to hear that I don't know how you managed to bounce back from that, but it's all of those moments. And actually it was, I've never categorized it as forgiveness, but it was, I I give thanks for those moments. And people are like, you give thanks for your mum committing suicide. That's terrible. I'm like, no, obviously I love my mum, but it was that thing of actually that propelled me to become the person I am, to go on the discovery to better myself. And I, I, I really love what you're saying about all of this stuff really looking at at releasing yourself from it because it eats you alive otherwise doesn't it if you don't have that forgiveness or you can't find that gratitude that pain that you hold on to it just eats you alive slowly over a a long period of time one of my favorite sayings is um resentment is like swallowing a poison pill expecting the other person to die yeah 
That that was actually a quote I was trying to think of, and I couldn't remember all the words. Uh, <laughs> I gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go, isn't it? There you go. That's the yeah. vibrations. That's the law of attraction and action, isn't it? People attracting other people who are similar and on the same wavelength. And I think for people who are, because there are a larger group of people who are just not exposed to where the law of attraction and, and things inside of the mindset realm they consistently show up. Every single person who I've interviewed on this podcast has mentioned some version of the law of attraction attached to their success, to their salvation, to their transformation. And we might not fully understand how it works or why it works, but can we honestly say we fully understand gravity or we fully understand oxygen or anything like that? Unless you become a specialist in that one area, I get we've got oxygen in the air and I can breathe. And if I went to the moon, I couldn't do that. I understand that there's gravity and I'm stuck on the floor. And if I didn't, I'd be floating around. Don't necessarily understand it. Same with the law of attraction. I maybe have a better understanding of the law of attraction than I do the laws of gravity. But, <laughs> but it's the same principle. You have to respect the fact that it's there. And it's it's you're doing yourself a disservice, aren't you, if you don't take advantage of what it is and it, its ability to change your life so profoundly um, that you really can create your own life. And it's scary, definitely a scary, scary journey. Um, are, you, are you familiar with the book Power Versus Force by Dr. David Hawkins? I'm not. He has these levels of, um, shoot, I can't think of what it's called, but there's a frequency in mm -hmm. each word that goes in love, joy, resentment. Each one has a different um, vibration that mm -hmm. you talk about. Um, and so there's a book called Bank and Grow Rich that I'm in the process of, of reading. And mm -hmm. this woman talks about how she had a friend who decided she was only going to do things that brought her joy. And, and to a point where she didn't clean her rooms, you know, her roommate was pretty upset with her, but she spent about a month only doing things that brought her joy. And in that doing that, all of the sudden, all of these amazing things just started coming to her. And so it's about going into that place of joy and gratitude and love reframe. And that's an NLP term that we use that you look at things from a different perspective. And I love how you talk about, you know, being in the state of gratitude at the time. It's awful. But now I look back at every single situation that's happened to me and I look at them as grateful because they set in gratitude because they set me free. They put me on my path that I otherwise would not have been on if these things wouldn't, hadn't happened. And you, you referred to money mindset um, earlier. Mm. Um, one of the talks that I do is about the power of money mindset. And I show a photo of a mansion. And I ask everyone in the room, who here wants to make a million dollars a year? And everyone raised their hand. And then I ask everyone, tell me about the people who live in that house. Everyone, they hate each other. They're getting a divorce. Their kids hate them. <laughs> Their kids are on drugs. They can't afford to eat the house. And then I say, well, you really want to look at your money mindset because if you believe that people with money are evil, or bad, why would you ever start to attract it? And therefore you sabotage yourself. 70% mm. of people who win the lottery go bankrupt. That's a huge number because they don't have a relationship with money. They don't realize it's an exchange mm. and it's an exchange of worth. So the higher you raise your vibration, the more you feel your worth, the more is going to come to you. I promise you. 
Yeah. For anyone listening to this, that's really, really sound advice. As always, with with every podcast, I've been taking notes. I've written a page of notes. So if you haven't been taking notes, go back to the beginning, listen again, write the notes, reread your notes. There's so much stuff. There's value bombs all over the place inside of this. Uh, to wrap up, um, I would I always ask everyone to recommend three books. You've mentioned a few books as you've gone through. You mentioned a book uh, by Joe Vitale and... Um, I think it was Power Versus Force and Think and Grow Rich. But is there three yeah. books that you would say that uh, are a really great place for people to start on their mindset journey? Um, the, it's actually Think and Grow Rich Oh, um, yeah. was, was one of them. Although Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill is yeah. also a really powerful one. And um, they just produced a movie about right. it. If you go on their website, I just watched it on two, mm. on Monday. It's oh. fantastic. Mm. Um, they really did a beautiful job of your, it's all about your thoughts and mindset. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's, I think $17. I don't know what that is in pounds, but um, yeah. So, so I highly recommend it. it's worth it. It's on their website. So um, yeah, power versus force. Um, a great one. Uh, no limits by Joe Vitale. Uh, anything that you can get your hands on around mindset um, is always is always a winner for me. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, if anyone wants to get in touch with you or they want more information on you, where is the best place for them to find you? I'll put all of the links in the description. But if anyone's listening right now, walking along, and they want to just put something into Google or they want to go onto the internet, where can they find you? So my website is peakperformancemindset.com. And you can also get me on LinkedIn at Lisa Shermerhorn. Good luck spelling uh, and, that, everyone. Yeah, I know. That's why I have peak performance mindset coaching. <laughs> <laughs> but please, I, I give a free consultation. I love just talking to people. I, I can do that for 20 minutes to 30 minutes. So connect with me. Zoom is my friend. So I talk Fantastic. to people across the pond all the time. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, everyone, I hope you've enjoyed it. If you're listening um, to this on Apple, please be sure to give us a uh, review and rate us out of five. If you're watching this on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, and we will see you all next week. Take care. Bye-bye.